With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, our topic for today was spoiled just minutes before we were set to record. As earlier in the day today, both NHL Rumors Daily and Elliot Friedman had in some way, shape, or form tied the Sabres to having interest in winger Kevin Fiala. But he was just traded to the Los Angeles Kings in a deal that sends... Fiala to the Kings for the 19th overall pick in the 2022 NHL draft, along with defenseman Brock Faber. Fiala coming off of a career year where he had 85 points in 82 games. Jay Fresh Hockey, great follow on Twitter, had posted his chart today, and they had described him as a dynamic offensive winger who loves to carry the puck and is an extremely efficient chance creator and score at five on five. Fiala is currently 25 years old, but will be turning 26 in the middle of next season. Made sense, I think, in a way. You could have made an argument for the Sabres to acquire a guy like that where you're getting a guy that you're going to have to give money to, but the Sabres, of course, have the cap space, and he may be older than much of the current core right now, but not by too much. Um, you know, So he goes to L.A. in this deal. I think L.A. totally makes sense for going after a guy like Fiala. It seems like it was a deal that, in general, made sense for both sides, really. So <clears throat> curious for your thoughts on the deal. Are you upset that the Sabres were not in on this, seemingly because of the fact that they – pretty easily could have acquired him without giving up anything of substance. I mean, if you think about it, you go like the 16th overall pick and then, you know, one of the defensemen in the system, whether it's like a, a Bryson or a Fitzgerald or maybe a prospect. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on this, Taylor? I guess I wonder who the Sabres would have given up if they're really intent on getting a defenseman. Like, is it Ryan Johnson? You don't know. He's all weird with his signing thing though. So I don't know if that he has much trade value. I don't know if it's Bryson either. I think it is someone that's still a prospect, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting. But I guess to answer your question, I think I'd like the Sabres to be in on something like this for sure. Fiala is an interesting one because he 
and this past season was not like any other season that he's had, like having 33 goals and 85 points. And that could be a breakout or it could just be uh, a career year that stands out from the rest. Either way, he's worth paying a little bit of money. Maybe he's, he just got 7.9 million per year for a long-term deal. That's a lot of money. And I think at a certain point, maybe you ask how much money the Sabres want to commit to the wing. I think there's still a little uncertain at center. Yeah. They have, I think center's more of a pressing need than wing is to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, they have 9 million committed to Jeff Skinner. They don't have a ton of money committed to other guys. So there's, there's room, but obviously there, there'll be guys that will be getting deals in the next couple of years, but you don't have a number one center. So if you're going to make a big swing, I would, it doesn't have to be someone I'm sure can be a number one center and a cup contender, but someone who could conceivably come in and get number one center minutes next year. That'd mm-hmm. be the kind of swing I want to take. Or I don't know if you have someone under con- someone who's under contract for multiple years, maybe who uh, isn't that expensive. If that's a possibility. Right. right. But yeah, these are the kind of deals because the Sabres do have a lot of chips here. They have three, three first round picks. They, they mainly have all their second round picks coming up. I'm pretty sure. And they have, I believe an extra second round pick coming up from the Taylor Hall trade, or maybe that's like a, a fourth round pick. It's uh, from Philly with the Risto trade. I believe that's next year. That's right. Yeah. So like they have the, all those. And then like, you know, there's guys that are like good, but like not can't trade guys like Paterka or Isaac Rosine just got here. Guys like that who you, you can trade some of those guys. Uh, and if they want to make a move where they're way more competitive next year, that's, it's a good idea. But like I said, right. I'm them, I'm leaning center more than wing. Yeah. So a couple of points there, I, I think wholeheartedly agree that center is more of a priority, but with that being said, I don't think that that should or would take a guy like Fiala off the table. Now, like I said, last year, he did have a career year. But with that being said, though, if we're talking about a winger that is a play driver that is at at or near a point per game pace, creates chances for themselves and for their teammates, I'm okay with going after that if maybe the center that you like isn't on the table. Um, You know, I don't think that that's something that you need to necessarily turn away from because, again, if it's a guy that's able to create for their teammates, you don't necessarily need that winger to be paired up with a a top end high end center necessarily now with that being said though i'm in agreement with you that i think that center if possible should be the priority to find a guy like that and and again 100 like you don't need to go out there with the expectation that you need to be pulling in a guy that's like a bona fide legit star number one center because they don't grow on trees they don't become available very often but Back to the wing conversation, though, a guy whose name we mentioned a couple of weeks ago as a possibility that I think fits the bill for what we're talking about here that isn't necessarily to the stature of Fiala or the production, but like a guy like Travis Konechny, for example. Mm. I think that he's somebody that is younger that would step in right now and be a major upgrade. And the way that I look about uh, that I look at like Uh, and I I know a lot of people do, so I'm not trying to say that I'm like breaking new ground with this, but like the way that you should go about with like your evaluation with all of this is like, is the guy or the piece that we're talking about equal to, or have the potential to live up to the piece that you're trading for? So you mentioned a guy like JJ Paterka, and I was talking earlier today with a friend of mine because we were texting each other about the the NHL rumors daily uh, connection with the Sabres and Fiala. And he had said, you know, 
I don't necessarily know if I want, if I want to trade Paterka. And it's like, I, I get that because I do think that there's something there with Paterka and he's going to be a good NHLer. But is he going to, is, is Paterka barring some insane growth on his end and his development going to be an 85 point guy or even sniff that? No, no. no. And so if you have to give up, you know, a, a couple of pieces that maybe together seems like it's a, it's a good sum of the parts at the end of the day, though, if you're acquiring a piece that those, sum of the parts is not able to match, then you make that deal. Like, flat out like it, it i mean obviously we know now it wouldn't have mattered because it wouldn't have cost that much but like if you would have told me that it takes paterka and another piece to go get fiala like hell yeah go do that Fiala's still young there's a lot of value there and again paterka is not going to be that guy i think paterka is going to be good i'm not necessarily chomping at the bit to trade him right now that may be a different conversation next year. If the Sabres prove this year that they're in a position to really compete in 23, 24, like we've been saying, but it's not something that should be off the table, I guess, out of hand, especially when it comes to getting one of these higher end guys. Um, you know, and, and I think Konechny is a guy that is a possibility there that Philly's going to be going through some changes. I mean, it kind of feels like they're, I guess to our benefit going to continue to not look at this as them needing to rebuild, which it kind of feels like they really have to, and they're going to just keep trying to put band-aids over this, but something's going to have to give there. They're going to, there's going to have to be a shakeup. And so if you could get in on a guy like that, like, I don't think that you should go into any of those negotiations and fans for that matter too. Not that it matters, but like, you can't go into those kind of negotiations being hampered by, oh, well, we can't, you know, look at what Botterill did or look at what Murray did in terms of trying to speed up the process. Because two things with that. One, you cannot hamstring yourself as a general manager or as a front office by being worried about replicating the mistakes of past uh, regimes because of the fact that, two, this is a completely different situation right now. Not only the prospect pool, but the team itself, like the core of the team is so much more deep and built out as compared to those other teams where it was solely relying on high end talent without any depth. Whereas now it's the opposite. You have the depth and you also have the depth of your prospect pool and the assets that you have available to go out and get one of these higher end guys without really making a dent in, in the depth that you've established over these past, uh, really the past year, I should say. You know, like we're talking about this with like Fiala or with PLD, for example, like our the the straight up Sabres darling Pierre-Luc Dubois, who you and I both want them to go after. Looking at what Fiala just netted, and I know centers are valued more, but like you are not going to have to break the bank and and completely change the landscape of this team to go get a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, who could be this center that we're talking about that isn't necessarily a bona fide, legit number one, but he can play those minutes and he can contribute and produce in those minutes as well. So with where I'm at, like if there's an asset out there that's 23, 24 years old right now that you know you can get that in like PLD's case that if you bring him in that he is like ready to sign on the dotted line for an extension. Let's not be afraid of, of, of parting with some assets here to improve the team now and into the future. 
Yeah. The question I think here is like, do you want to make another O'Reilly trade? The first O'Reilly trade, the one where we got him. The answer should be yes, because like you said, that's not why the Sabres failed uh, that time around. It wasn't because Ryan O'Reilly and that wasn't a bad move. And it wasn't some move to rush things. It's guys like Ryan O'Reilly don't become available every year. They become available every three years. I would Um, make that any day of the week, that O'Reilly trade. Any day with hindsight involved too. Like that, that that was a no brainer. No doubt. I mean, if you, if you want to just even do hindsight, that's, which I guess is more friendly to Colorado. It's Grigorenko who washed out the NHL, like immediately no, no impact for them. Basically Zadorov, who is a fine third pairing guy not with them anymore. He's just a third pairing guy that floats around and Comfer perfectly fine. Bottom six guy. And not first. really that special. Not like they're not like they're special bottom six guys, even like, yeah. Or, or I Ooh. mean, I don't know if you count Lekin in or whatever, but, but yeah. So like, I would, would you make that deal again? Yes. So you, you try right. to find that you're not going to find a Selkie con Smythe winner, but. And you, can I also just add to like what we're talking about here with like building a team of depth? I know it's a different circumstance because there's more uh, a little bit more of a veteran presence, but like that's literally what the Blues did, and they went and won a cup. They had a yeah. great foundation, they had pieces in place, they had depth throughout the lineup, and they were missing that piece that that one guy at the top of the lineup. They ended up making the move. Obviously, you know they now we have t- like Tage is obviously great now, so whatever. But like at the time it didn't feel like they were, and I guess immediately after I should say, it wasn't like they were giving up anything that disrupted the core that they had. They had the benefit of having a lot of assets in the form of, okay, if we're going to trade a young guy, we have Robert Thomas, we have Jordan Kyrou, we have Tage Thompson, we have Clem Costin, like good like prospects that had pretty high standing that they're able to move one of those guys along with a pick a first rounder or whatever, and maybe some depth pieces too. And it, it doesn't disrupt the rest of your core or the rest of your team. And it allows you to take that next step. They don't win that cup without O'Reilly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, it, it just makes too much sense. And while the Sabres maybe aren't there now, that doesn't mean that in the, they're now in the way of like St. Louis when they were there. Like that doesn't mean that we should be held back from that, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Back to what you're saying. Well, that's basically what I was saying. Just like, do you, do you want to make that trade again? And that's, that's what you're the kind of deal you're looking for. What You're looking for someone uh, long-term, but someone that's also established. So that, that it's not easy to find guys like that, but they do become available pretty much every year. So eventually they might want to come to Buffalo. Who knows? Just go out uh, and get them. Yeah. Before we get to the next thing, let's hear a word from our, our sponsors, DraftKings. The action never ends here at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, especially this summer, even though hockey's over. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $100. That's right. Make your first bet up to $100, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props – your betting options feel endless. So one team you might want to bet on, you know, it might interest you. It definitely interests Brendan and I, the 56 and 20 New York Yankees who just swept the A's. Yeah, baby. I don't know what specific bet you should make. It's tough to bet on baseball from day to day, but if you just bet on them to win, in fact, make this bet when they go down early in a game, two, three runs, bet on them to win straight up because they are now 
24 and 20 when they're trailing at any point. They have a winning record in games when they're losing at any point. That's absurd. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, so that's it's something to look into if you do bet. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $100,000. Sorry, excuse me, up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and responsible gambling resources. So, Kim Pagula, uh, we got an update. We did. We did. It was, this whole so, situation's getting like. Listen, man, the people, whatever people's opinions are on like how the Sabers are going about with like messaging it and putting out statements, like the people who are like adding her and like tagging her and stuff on Twitter, like what is wrong with you? Yeah, she can't see those guys. What are you, like? What are you doing? Do you think like she's looking at her phone right now? It's she's it's, on a ventilator in the intensive care friend, unit. Man. Exactly. It's fucking pathetic. Like, oh my <laughs> God. It's it's very strange. But yeah, I, I agree. It's it's a situation where there should be more of an update from the organization, PSE in some way. Uh just because the the update we got, which is not really an update at all, it was it was just a way to dispel the she's rumors that were going well, around. Or she's yeah. alive, like basically, yeah, the way to confirm they didn't come out and say it, but a lot of people uh, seemed to think that it was not just like one person it was a lot of people that seemed to think that I don't know where that came from uh, but yeah at this point organizations that are at the level of the bill sabers PSE in general as a business you have plans in place for what happens like contingency plans this person something happens this person's in charge yep and so I'm not asking like anyone like Terry Pagula to leave his his wife's bedside and and come do an interview or whatever it's just like have someone that works for you let everyone know that like what they should be doing right now because now it's been I'm recording on a Wednesday we got the initial uh well how would you put it like not update the initial statement that they were that Kim Pagula was in the hospital that was 15 days ago she was in the hospital almost an entire week before that so it's been more than three weeks now. It's been about three weeks since she went to the hospital. And that's, I mean, that's a long time without a real like good update. Now, maybe there's a bunch of good stuff happening, but the fact that they're as vague as progressing well, and there's been no mention of her no longer being in the ICU, things like that, it's not good in general. This not suspected in the specifics of it. It's just a bad thing. And it means that, for these this upcoming off season and who knows how long maybe extending into the bill season potentially trip bills training camp is just under a month away uh this the draft is in a little bit over a week free agency is not even a week after that that just say who's in charge because technically if someone is incapacitated this long these teams don't have a president and i get and obviously they're the own the other owner is i mean he's not gonna be super involved i imagine Right at this point, so just say who's in charge. My guess is Kevin Adams on the Saber side, and on the Bill side, it could be a number of things, but probably Brandon Bean. Just say that. Right. Just come out and maybe say, or say it's a brain trust or whatever it is. Just well, and again, just have someone put that statement out there. I, yeah, I, I think like totally agree with that. And to, and to your point, them not 
saying anything is what leads to the rumor mill swirling like this. Yep. That's just like, I, I don't think it's necessarily unique to anywhere, but I think that there's a, a certain uniqueness to how that shit always happens in Buffalo where it's like, oh, well, I know somebody who works in whatever office that he says Jack Michael's in rehab once. Yeah, right. Um, you know, and obviously, it just to me, you, you got to be proactive about that. And that's also just like, I work in PR. I'm not trying to sit here and be in like, I am an expert on all things, but like, that's just like basic one-on-one stuff. And how many times have you and I had the conversation about the Sabres really need, the Sabres, the Bills, PSE in general, like their PR approach is not great. And they continue to trip over themselves with this. So essentially what I'm getting at here is that the Sabres should hire you and I and the bills and <laughs> to take care of all of their messaging. Just put it in our hands. We will take care of it. We will create an army of bots to respond to these idiots who are tagging Kim Pagulin tweets. And, you know, maybe we'll just, we'll stir up some stuff ourselves. Who knows? But I think that you and I should be the ones taking the reins right now. Your thoughts. I'll take over. I actually want to run hockey ops. Okay. If that's possible. Or at least work with those guys. I kind of want to just be in one of those big meetings that there's like 40 guys in, but only one of them is actually making a decision. Like Kevin Adams is like, what do we think of uh, Declan Adenson? It's like the scene from uh, from Moneyball where they're all in the room. And and there's like, and I'll be the one, one of the guys on the side, one of the old guys who's like, Scott Hatterberg, what do you mean? And then you end up making the decision anyways. Billy Scott Hatterberg can't play first base. And I'm just like, all cool. And I'm like, you're going to have to teach him, I guess. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I got cool sunflower seeds in my mouth. Yep. Oh, that'd be so cool. I like that. You need to have like sunglasses or regular glasses on, but they have like the connector thing in the back. You know? Yeah. I mean? So they're facing backwards. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If he's a good skater, why doesn't he skate good? Interesting. And you're just like, he'll, he'll, he'll skate. He, he can, he'll, once he gets up here, he'll, he'll be able to skate. Well, no, girlfriend. Okay. If you're going to be, if you're going to be, uh, if you're going to be Billy, then I will be Jonah Hill's character. And you just like point to me and I'll just be like, he can't skate. He can skate. He can shoot. I'll just say like little one liners and everything. And you just give me like a dramatic snap and point every time. Yeah. That you're going to have to like start to grease your hair back though. I think. Yeah. I'm going to have to get way more handsome. It's you already are. The- yeah, uh, I'm no Brad you Pitt. You in Brad Pitt in a room, everyone's looking at you and being like, "Who's the hobo over there in the corner?" Pointing to Brad. Yeah, Pitt. yeah, I don't know. I mean, we both have beards sometimes. Listen, you shave the beard, throw the <laughs> hair back, slick the hair back a little bit, wear like a a really sleek polo and some tight pants. Everybody's gonna be all about Taylor. Wow, it'll be money puck or. That's already a website, isn't it? Shit, I know. I said that. I was like, oh, that's not good. We'll think of a new name for the movie whenever the movie rights end up getting sold. But I was looking at Money Puck earlier for Fiala stuff. And on their uh, player, like, Char, if you go look at, like, sort players by expected goals and scroll down, is, like, Ovechkin listed as Alex, Alexander, I love Putin Ovechkin. What? Yeah. On Money Puck. Oh, my God. They should I was surprised to see that. Someone look at that. All right, Taylor, well, do you have any last thoughts here before we wrap up and uh, continue to plot our takeover of PSE and the Sabres? Uh, my former Sabres player of the episode was Eric Rasmussen. 
Eric Rasmussen. Okay, I like that. I will go with Steve Shields for mine. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites. Whatever streaming platform you're currently using to listen to this episode, check out all of our fellow shows and follow both of our presenters on social media along with us. Find us Straight Up Sabres on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Last but not least, make sure you're using promo code THPN at checkout at DraftKings to take advantage of great deals. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Tuesday because of the 4th of July holiday. So Keep an eye out for that. We'll talk to you then, everybody. This has been Straight Up Savers. <laughs>